0: You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland. Titans fans, this Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is presented by Pepsi, made for football watching. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Titans fans, I know that this game was lost in what some could say is heartbreaking fashion. But today on the Locked On Titans podcast, let me allow you to relax. Let me talk you off the ledge. Let me explain to you why the Titans are actually in a better position today, knowing what we know in terms of how I feel about their Super Bowl chances than they were before the game. This is all about relaxation. This is all about therapy. Let's use this Monday Locked on Titans to calm down and look at things from a better perspective and have a positive outlook on the season that lies ahead. And I'm going to explain why you can do that, why you should let a weight be off your shoulders. And on this Monday, you can smile even after a tough loss. So, how are we going to do that? Segment one I am going to open up today's show and just go over some of the big takeaways. From the game, some of the things that decided the outcome, talk about that first half, talk about that completely different second half, and talk about just where the game was won, where the game was lost from a big picture perspective. And then, of course, as we do every Monday, we are going to dive into Tighten Up. And tighten down. And although there are some tighten downs that we got to go over more than we have had throughout this season, there are also some very encouraging tighten ups from an individual perspective. And that's what this Monday show is all about is looking at all of the positives that we have to be thankful for. So, I'm going to keep that theme going and tighten up, tighten down. Make sure you tell me on Twitter, at Titans who your tighten up and tighten downs were and where you agree and disagree with me. And then to cap off today's show, we are going to do a little AFC recap. Of course, look at the Titans division rivals who did play this weekend, the Texans and the Jags, and tell you how their games came out. Also, look at some of the other big results in the AFC and let you know where the Titans sit, which also allows us to stay positive and relax and calm down and find a place of serenity even after this loss. So excited to bring this very therapeutic edition of the Locked On Titans podcast to your ears. But that's not the only content that I got for you. I'm going to be bringing some heat throughout the rest of the week. Monday through Friday, we will have our Tic Tac Tuesday. Tomorrow, breaking down the four most impactful plays from the game with our Tic Tac four-pack rewatch Wednesday, giving you more of a schematic deep dive following my rewatches of the coaches film Thursday, a crossover Thursday with the locked on bangles podcast to start previewing that game coming next Sunday and Friday. We will have a game preview on a football Friday with my keys to the game, player matchups to watch fantasy gambling injuries and more. So a great week ahead on the locked on Titans podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform it is. But we have a therapeutic Monday to get into today after a loss to the Steelers. Let's get it. Was a tail of two halves for the Titans and a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. The Titans came out flat on offense and defense in the first half, leading to a 24. 24- 4-7 to seven halftime deficit. Well, how did this take place? On defense, the Titans could not get off the field on 3rd down as the Steelers converted 8 of their nine third down attempts in the first half, including 3rd and 12, 3rd and 14, and 3rd and 11. So unacceptable for the Titans' defense on 3rd down, especially on 3rd and long. And also, the Steelers took advantage of the Titans' second boundary cornerback. So on one side you had Malcolm Butler manning up against Chase Claypool. You had Christian Fulton in the slot. But the other cornerback on the other outside was either Jonathan Joseph or Ty Smith. But it didn't matter which one was in. The Steelers were going that direction in route to two Deontay Johnson first half touchdowns. The Steelers routinely took advantage of that matchup. And Johnson ended up on the day with nine catches, 80 yards, and two downs On offense for the Titans, they were completely stymied as well. They had three three and outs out of their four drives in the first half and were only able to put up seven points in that first half thanks to a Corey Davis touchdown catch on a slant. Corey Davis caught two passes on that drive that were very crucial and it allowed the Titans to get their only points on the board of the first two quarters. After halftime though things changed dramatically the Titans adjusted and made an incredible surge to get back into the game and the Titans played the second half very well and ended up with a second half score of 17-3. to And the reason that they were able to do that is they had two interceptions in the second half. One by linebacker Jayon Brown off a Jeffrey Simmons tipped pass. And then a second interception caused by Jayon Brown in the back of the end zone that was picked off by Amani Hooker off a Jayon Brown tip. And it led to the Titans having their final drive and an opportunity to go down and tie or or win the game. So the Titans were able to force some turnovers in the second half, along with forcing two punts on the Steelers' offense in the second half and holding them to only a field goal, three points in the final two quarters. On offense, the Titans' stars started to make plays. Ryan Tannehill started to find A.J. Brown who had an enormous day going over 150 receiving yards and having a touchdown. Also, Derrick Henry was able to get some runs going on the Steelers' defense late in the game that led to a Derrick Henry touchdown as well. So the Titans got back into the game, but ultimately were not able to win as Goskowski, the Titans kicker, Steven Goskowski, missed a field goal with 19 seconds left in the fourth quarter that would have tied the game, ultimately giving the ball back to the Steelers and sealing the Titans first loss of the year. The offense had some missed opportunities in the second half that could have helped them not be in a position to have, to kick a field goal. They had two three and outs. They had a field goal after they got an interception, the first interception of Ben Roethlisberger in the second half. They were at the 30-yard line and were only able to get a field goal out of that. They also had the missed field goal at the end, so plenty of missed opportunities for the Titans in the second half that could have led to a victory if they were able to take advantage. But ultimately, on the day, you have to feel encouraged. The Titans' stars made plays when it mattered most. Derek Henry, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Jeffrey Simmons had a lot of stops at the line of scrimmage and some tipped passes. Kevin Byard had some crucial tackles. Jayon Brown, of course, made the two plays on defense that led to two of the Titans' three interceptions on the day. The Titans played terribly in the first half, but were still able to respond in the second half and make it a very competitive game with a chance to win at the end. Although the Titans lost their first game of the year, the effort was very encouraging going up against a tremendous Steelers team including a very formidable defense. The Titans without Taylor Lewan looked pretty good in pass protection and added Dory Jackson to this Titans defense and the Titans should be looking at a much better situation going forward throughout the season. So let me recap all three phases of the football team and why you guys should be positive and feel positive and smile going forward. So get your relaxation in here. This is going to be extra therapeutic. On offense, the Titans came out of the gate and struggled, but in the second half, they showed that their stars show up when it matters most. Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Derek Henry. Henry got some really good runs off against a great Steelers run defense. A.J. Brown got things going and Tannehill got things going against a great Steelers pass defense so that's very encouraging signs there and a great Steelers pass rush with TJ Watt and Bud Dupree did not completely destroy the Titans offensive line that was missing Taylor Lewan. So you gotta feel very encouraged about what the Titans can do when they're not going up against the best pass rushing group in the NFL and probably the best defense in the NFL. Very encouraged by the Titans' offense even after that tough start in the first half. Now on the defensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball here, although the Titans struggled in the first half, especially on third down like I talked about, they are great at forcing turnovers, three more turnovers in this game. The Titans' defense continues to do a great job getting the ball away from the other team and getting it back to the offense, and the Titans' defense kept them in the game Because of that. So you have to feel very encouraged by the Titans' defense there, but it's not just that. The Titans are going to get Adoree Jackson back eventually, and Adoree makes such a big difference for this team, and this team would be so much better if Adoree Jackson was there, and with how the Steelers picked on Ty Smith and how the Steelers picked on Jonathan Joseph, you have to think getting Adoree Jackson out there is just going to make a fundamental change to this defense, not just because he is so great, but because it just allows the Titans to have NFL Level starting cornerbacks at all times. Plus, I want to shout out at real Kyle Fulton. Kyle Fulton hit me up on Twitter and gave me this interesting stat 2019, including the playoffs, and without a Dory Jackson, five games, 24 points per game allowed by the Titans defense. 2019, with a Dory Jackson, 17 points per game allowed. AJ and Malcolm Butler haven't played a full game together since week 7 of 2019. 2019 weeks 1 through week 7, the defense gave up 16 points per game. Zero games with Adori in 2020. The defense is allowing 25 points per game. That's before this Steelers game, which they gave up 27. So that'll take that up a little bit. But the point is... And shout out Kyle. The point is, this team is drastically better with Adoree Jackson. And like I said, it's not because he's some stud top cornerback in the league, but he's just so much better than what the Titans' other options are in Jonathan Joseph, Chris Jackson, or Ty Smith. So big things on the rise. And then finally, from a special teams perspective, the Titans were terrible in this game. Brett Kern had that mishap where he couldn't get the punt off and tried to throw it. The Titans also gave up that huge 51-yard punt return to the Steelers. Khalif Raymond had that bobble on the sidelines on the kickoff, and Goskowski missed that field goal at the end. So, four huge gaffes from the Titans' special teams unit. So, the Titans had a terrible day on offense to start, had a terrible day on defense to start, and had a terrible day on special teams, and still only lost by three points and had a great opportunity to win the game. So, Goosefraba, guys, everybody take a chill pill. It's time to relax. The Titans are still 5-1 with a game. Against the Bengals, ahead should be able to move to six and one and beat a team that they are better than next week. So, just everyone calm down. I feel great about the Titans Super Bowl chances. I feel better about the Titans Super Bowl chances than I did before the game. The Titans proved a lot to me, even though they did not get the victory. So, let's move into Titan Up and tighten Down, take a look at some individual performances that we need to take a look at make sure you tell me who your Titan Up and Titan Down nominees are on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. before we do though, I want to tell you guys about Pepsi, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football but instead of entering the NFL they've joined another league, the league of football watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. For me, it's on the couch with three TVs and a 12-pack of Pepsi. Because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Tighten up tighten down. Let's take a look at some individual performances, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We started out today's show taking a look at some of the big picture takeaways from the loss to the Steelers. Now let's zoom in, get a little more microscopic here and take a look at some of the individual grades and performances. So I am going to start with the tighten ups. We're going to start with the good from this game and I'm to start with the Titans' offensive stars. So Derrick Henry didn't have his most productive day of the season, only 75 yards rushing, but did have a touchdown. Late in the game, in the second half, he started busting some runs. He was getting contacted behind the line of scrimmage on some of these. It's a very difficult run defense to go up against, of course, the second best run defense in the NFL coming into the game. So, Pretty impressed by Derrick Henry, even though it wasn't an incredibly outrageous statistical day. I just thought he ran really well in the second half to kind of get the Titans back in the game when they needed it the most. So he stepped up when he had to make a play for the Titans, including that touchdown. Also, A.J. Brown just stepped up. Throughout the entire game, six catches, 153 yards, two touchdowns, had that big 73-yard touchdown when everything seemed lost for the Titans and got their second score on the board. He was dominant throughout, especially on that, that last drive for the Titans, getting them down the field. He's an absolute stud and proved it again. Also, Ryan Tannehill made a lot of plays, 220 yards passing, two touchdowns, he was under a lot of pressure, the game flow wasn't going the way that the Titans wanted to go, I thought that he really steadied the ship and didn't have the best day of of the season, but I don't think that he was a detriment to the team, especially late in the game. He was getting them down the field when they needed it. So I thought that the Titans stars did step up when they had to step up late in this game. Staying on the offensive side of the ball, I want to go to the offensive line. I thought Ty Sambrillo was pretty solid on the day, going up against Steelers edge rusher Bud Dupree, who had six sacks on the season coming into the game. Didn't really see Bud Dupree make a big impact on this game. It was more Watt on the other side against Dennis Kelly we'll talk about that but uh, Bud Dupree wasn't a huge factor I thought Ty Sambrillo acquitted himself very very well in this game so uh, one of the encouraging things like I talked about this a therapeutic episode everyone relax I think the Titans can still win a Super Bowl with Ty Sambrillo playing left tackle I still I, I do believe that based on this game these are the two best edge rushers in the NFL the best defensive line in the NFL and I thought that the Titans offensive line held up pretty well. Ty Sambrillo played well. Brelo, whichever I've I've heard both pronunciations at this point, they only gave up two sacks on the day, and I thought in the second half, especially on the left side with Ben Jones and Roger Saffold at center and guard, I thought that they played very well, and that was part of the reason Derrick Henry was able to get things going, and the Titans offense got things going in the second half, is that left side of the offensive line, Sambrillo, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, they started to play pretty well. So, shout out to them, at least in the second half, for getting things going. Also, Brett Kern is somebody who's going to make an appearance on the up and the down. Uh, A tighten up for Brett Kern, all four of his punts went long, like, long. He averaged 60 yards on the day, one of them 63, so almost every single punt he had was a 60 yard punt on the day. Had one inside the 20, so he did a pretty good job when he actually got his foot to the ball. We'll hit on that just a little bit later. Moving to the defensive side of the ball, although Jeffrey Simmons only got one tackle, he did have the tipped pick that went to Jayon Brown. He also made some plays in terms of getting pressure on Ben Rothersberger and forcing some of the incompletions, forcing some of the early throws. So, although Jeffrey Simmons didn't fill up the box score, he had a really good game and was dominant and his you know his impact was felt on the Steelers offense especially in that second half so a, a good game for Jeffrey Simmons pretty much say that every week that is evergreen content right there also the best game of the year probably for on Brown uh, he had Four pass breakups on the day. Had the interception off of the tip pass by Jeffrey Simmons. Also had the play in the back of the end zone late in the game on Eric Ebron where he was able to knock a pass away, which turned into an Imani Hooker interception. So a big day for Jayon Brown. I thought he was fantastic out there and looked like himself, although he did have a shoulder injury at a point in time during the game where he made some pretty pretty severe contact with the Steelers offensive player, but a great game from Jayon Brown and made big plays in the second half. And then Do want to shout out Malcolm Butler, been very critical of Malcolm Butler in the past and he gave up a a catch to Deontay Johnson late in the game, but who didn't for the Titans on Sunday, but he went up against Chase Claypool for most of the game and Claypool had one catch for minus two yards. So I thought Malcolm Butler really erased Claypool. That was a matchup that I talked about on Friday. So saw that play out and although the Steelers were just absolutely picking on the other matchup On the other side of the field, Malcolm Butler at least made them continue to have to go to that one matchup and not spread things around. So, a good job by Malcolm Butler there. Want to get into the Titan downs now. Let's talk about some of the negatives here, and there may not be as many as you guys want me to have, but uh, this is what I saw. Jonathan Joseph and Ty Smith. I don't have the exact numbers right now in terms of yards and targets and catches, but Deontay Johnson scored both of his touchdowns on those two guys. Ben Roethlisberger routinely targeted both of those guys anytime he had a one-on-one matchup, especially in man coverage, even in some short zones. So uh, just really difficult for the Titans' defense to play, but that leads me into part of my optimism in this therapeutic Monday. Once the Titans get a Dory Jackson back, I talked about that stat earlier. Once the Titans get a Dory Jackson back, their defense basically changes. And like I said, it's not because a Dory Jackson is Jalen Ramsey as a cornerback. But it just allows the Titans to do a bunch of different things defensively, and it's all about matchups in the NFL. And having that speed guy to take away a Deontay Johnson or at least least match up with him and give him a little bit of resistance makes a huge impact for this Titans defense. So optimism abound for me. The Titans defense stepped up late in the game, made plays in the second half, and if they can carry that over but get a Dory Jackson back next week maybe— Bright things in the future for the Titans, who I think can hold teams under 20 points per game if they have a Dory Jackson on the field. But a Titan down for Jonathan Joseph and Ty Smith, they are not going to give the Titans a chance to win games against good teams. It's just difficult to play when you have such a disadvantageous matchup in the secondary. Moving forward... Harold Landry and Jadavian Clowney had some bright spots throughout the game, made some plays, but overall their run defense on the edges was not good enough. Uh, they just throughout the game gave up contain allowed the Steelers running backs to get to the outside to get to the perimeter a touchdown for Benny Snell on a play where Harold Landry gave up uh, the the wall outside gave up the contain outside so just a bad day in run defense from Harold Landry and Jadavian Clowney even though they had some splash plays in the backfield and then Jonu Smith Anthony Ferkser, Adam Humphreys, the Titans' chain movers on the day. Nine targets, four catches, 35 yards, no touchdowns. Just not good enough over the middle of the field for the Titans. Got to give credit to the Steelers' linebackers and in- Uh, Alexander, Spillane, Williams. uh, Also, their safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds. Thought they did a great job patrolling the middle of the field and not letting the Titans get easy completions to those three players I just mentioned. And then Dennis Kelly continues to struggle. Uh, He's getting tough matchups. The Watt brothers back-to-back and had Yannick Ngakwe earlier in the year. Those are tough matchups, but he's just really getting whooped a lot of the game. Uh, It's making it difficult on the Titans' offense, and it's one of the reasons that the Titans drafted a a tackle in the first round because they knew Dennis Kelly is not a long-term answer, and we're seeing why. He can hold up decently, but if he has a matchup against a real solid, real stud defensive player, a real stud edge, uh, he's going to get whooped. And he's gonna he's gonna open up, get a can of uh, you know what opened up on him, and that has been the case two weeks in a row. And uh, the Titans are gonna have to give him some help, but it's hard because you're trying to help Sambrillo. So it, it's just very difficult situation the Titans are in, but. They only gave up two sacks in this game, and they're not going to see J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt every single week, so that's why this is encouraging, even though Dennis Kelly struggled in this game and is a Titan down, you're just not going to see that quality of player every week, but two weeks from now, the Titans get Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, so that's going to be another very difficult matchup on these tackles, something to watch, but next week against the Bengals isn't. As bad. And then the final Titan down for me is, and I cross this out because I don't feel right Goskowski. He missed the field goal, but guys. The Titans did not deserve to win that game with how they played in the first half. They wasted way too many opportunities on offense in the second half. So the Titans put themselves in a position to be let down by Goskowski. You can't let him have that sort of impact on your team. and uh, I'm not going to give him too much grief for missing a 46-yard field goal late in the game in some weather in a very difficult spot. So kind of Goskowski, but I don't really want to put too much on him. But that's the Titan up and the Titan downs. We are going to move into a recap of of the AFC South and the AFC in general and more positivity for the Titans on this therapeutic Monday of why you can smile and look towards the future with optimism. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So the last time that we were running a promo code with Built Bar, you guys sold out their inventory. That speaks for itself. And at the time, they only had their 12 original flavors, but now they are back with six brand new, even more delicious flavors. The Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barsia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot cake, apple, almond crisps. Of course, the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, none of that processed stuff you're used to. The bars are soft and easy to chew. They're absolutely delicious. They can help you lose or maintain weight all while it feels like you're eating a treat. They're great for any health-conscious guy or girl because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for a keto diet, and the promo code locked on has now been relaunched, so even if you took advantage of it before, you can take advantage of it again. And now, when you take advantage of that promo code locked on at builtbar.com, you get a chance at a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, that is promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Let's round out this Therapy Monday, taking a look at the AFC as a conference and recapping the AFC South. So, of course, the Titans lost their first game of the year, 27-24, to to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I have not mentioned it throughout the show, but... Somebody did change his prediction late in the show on Friday to 27 to 24. So um, hit that one pretty much nail on the head. Anyways, though, moving forward, let's take a look at what happened in the AFC South on Sunday. First, the Jacksonville Jaguars took on the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Jag season continues to spiral out of control as they tank for. Trevor. One and six. The Jags lost 39 to 29. Justin Herbert looked like a stud once again. So the Jags, like I said, dropped the one and six. They are not any sort of concern whatsoever. In the AFC or in the AFC South. And likewise, speaking of not being a concern whatsoever, if it wasn't any more indication that the Texans season was over when the Titans beat them in overtime last week, the nail is firmly in the coffin now. On the Houston Texans season, they dropped to one and six on the year with a thirty-five to twenty defeat to the Green Bay Packers. The Packers get a bounce back win there after a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. But the Texans dropped to one and six. They have completely lost any momentum that was built on that win over the Jags earlier in the season. They fired their coach. Their new coach isn't any good. The team looks lost, and the Texans are not going to be. Uh, a team to worry about going forward. So the Titans are in a two-horse race for the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts had a bye in Week 7. So the Colts did not play. They sit at 4-2 and two on the season, a game behind the Tennessee Titans. And their losses, one, coming from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then two, the Cleveland Browns. So that's two AFC losses for the Colts, including a division loss. So the Titans are firmly ahead of the Indianapolis Colts, but they are 5-1 and one and just regularly ahead of the Indianapolis Colts as well. Let's move forward, though, and look at some of the other AFC contenders on the day. So obviously Pittsburgh beats the Titans and moves to 6-0 on the season. They are at the top of the AFC as a conference. But also, the Kansas City Chiefs on the day dismantled the Denver Broncos in the snow by a score of 43-16 to and moved to 6-1 on the season. The Titans will not see the Chiefs this year. So what happens with them uh, is kind of out of the Titans' control. They're going to need a little bit of help now if they want to end up ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs in the conference standings also the Baltimore Ravens still sit at 5-1 on the year tied with the Tennessee Titans their one loss was also an AFC loss to the Kansas City Chiefs so the Titans and the Ravens are just actually tied at 5-1 in terms of the standings the Ravens had a bye this week though they did not play a game the Titans do play the Ravens just a few weeks ahead in the season so it will be a very interesting Rematch there from the playoffs last year to watch, and then the Buffalo Bills beat the Jets 18 to 10. They are five and two. The Cleveland Browns beat the Bengals, who the Titans play next week, 37 to 34. They are five and two. So if you take a look at the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, the Colts, the Steelers, and the Titans. Looks like a pretty firm top seven teams in the AFC about halfway through the year. So it should be an interesting conference to watch. The Titans have the Colts twice. The Ravens, the Browns still on their schedule. So be very, very fun games ahead. Very interesting. Very hotly contested games ahead on the schedule for the Titans. And they look pretty good as a team. So remember, on the offensive side of the ball, the Titans looked great against a bad de or the Titans looked great against a really good defense late in that game without Taylor Lewan. It gives me hope for the future that they can still win a Super Bowl without LeWan if they're healthy on offense. On defense, the Titans played pretty good, were able to force a few turnovers, especially in that second half. You add a dory back, and I feel really good about what this defense can do going forward. Special teams is not going to play as bad as they played on Sunday, so I feel good about that. And the Steelers, at the end of the day, are just a really, really good team, and you could argue they're the best team in the NFL right now. And the Titans played them very close and had a field goal to tie, could have scored a touchdown at the end to win it. They were right there despite a terrible start in the first half going down 24-7. to So all of that combined makes me feel better about the Titans' Super Bowl chances as we sit here today than... I felt about them before that game kicked off on Sunday. I hope you guys are more relaxed. I hope your blood pressure is down. I hope you're more optimistic. You're smiling on this Monday going forward with all of the therapeutic and relaxing information that we talked about today. Be forever an optimist, ladies and gentlemen. The Titans are a great football team. They just lost a very, very tough game to a very difficult opponent on Sunday. But that is going to do it for me today. Big week ahead on the Locked on Titans podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform you do stream. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Monday, hoping that you are more relaxed going forward. As always, I am your host, Tyler Roland, and this was Locked on Titans.